Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Remember, today at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, CBS Sports Network, they're live from the hardwood with women's hoop action in the WNIT Championship. See you go home with this year's title on the 24-hour home of CBS Sports. Speaking about women's college basketball, I'll be ending the show with it coming up at 1.40 p.m. Eastern today because just when I think I got it all figured out, just when I think everything in my life, I, I, I have mastered what society has become, damn, I didn't even realize Coming up at 1.40 p.m. Eastern, 855-2124-CBS. Big thanks to Phil Hecken for just joining us. He was fabulous on the jerseys. You didn't hear that. Get to CBSSportsRadio.com. We are but hours away from WrestleMania. That was abrupt. We are about hours away from WrestleMania coming up tomorrow. I'm excited. It'll be the first one I get to watch. It's okay. It's all right, Billy Jack. Billy Jack's mad because it's WrestleMania, and Billy Jack isn't going to be at WrestleMania, just like Billy Jack Haynes isn't going to be at WrestleMania. I was mad because you called me out on the ending of that. I know. I like doing it. It's okay, Billy well, Jack. Well, it's back now. It's back. No, you get get sensitive. Get sensitive over it. Get work <laughs> to do a shoot, Billy. A little bit. Hey, Billy, who's your favorite wrestler ever? Goldberg. Goldberg's your favorite wrestler yeah, ever. Bro. Wow, and, that and one that, came out of nowhere. And that is a, it's not Billy Jack Haynes. It should be Billy Jack Haynes. Why? Because he has the same two names. That's not even, his name's probably not even William. First off, he's crazy. And his name is William. Second of all... It, it, come on, it just it just fits. It's, you get mad and worked up, and he thinks that the Clintons hired him to kill Seth Rich. Come on! My, my, come on! Ken, my favorite wrestler of all time is Goldberg. That's end of discussion. All right, well, I didn't know you were so strong-willed about it. There's seagulls right outside the studio right now. Anytime there's seagulls, I start going, Oh my God, the seagulls right outside of the studio. They're here to peck your eyes out right here on CBS Sports Radio. My God. Sorry, I have to do that. I'm going to post that up soon. 855-2124-CBS. If you have a favorite wrestler, go ahead and do it. I'm doing it all throughout the show. I don't give a damn. I know it doesn't do anything where it goes along with the sports we're talking about. Don't give a damn. going to do it because it's WrestleMania weekend. I don't set out to get political. But if it calls for it, I'm going to get political. Senator Chris Murphy, Democrat, Connecticut. And by the way, this is not 
This is bipartisan, trust me. Senator Chris Murphy, well, he watched what happened with Zion Williamson. Boy, he's upset. Players should get paid. Well, we've heard that before. I'm not against paying the players. It's just like bone thugs. They ain't against rap. They ain't against rappers. I'm not against paying the players. I just, I am afraid when we say it, and I'm very afraid when people in power say it. And I know he's going to release a succession of papers that are coming up that will say whether or not or how players can get paid. So I want to give Senator Murphy a shot here. I want to hear the report. I want to read the report as these these papers come out. I want to be honest. But when I first hear a senator popping off about it, when I see that, I, I think very steroid trial, senators getting upset, pointing at Rafael Palmero, them pointing back, and really nothing getting done, and a bunch of guys trying to get their name out there with the populace to try to, to try to gain votes. That's what I see. So excuse me for being cynical when I see a senator talk about paying the players. And the reason behind it is because I think a lot of folks have good intentions. I don't think they think it through, and I think that politicians, when they start to clucking about it, they just exploit that type of thing. We had Dennis Dodd on just over an hour ago. We talked about the Final Four, and I made my picks for the Final Four. I, I hope that Michigan State wins. I'm picking Michigan State to win. That means they're going to lose tonight, but still. And we started talking about the NCAA. Mark Emmert, who, yeah, I don't trust him either as far as I can throw him. But Mark Emmert talking about, well, you know, we're, we, we're, we've discussed some possibilities of guys being able to, players, student-athletes, we should say, because he will always say student-athletes. Student-athletes have a possibility where they can make, na- make money off their name and their likeness. Maybe they can be compensated for signing autographs. I know. Careful. But maybe they can be, poss- they can be possibly compensated for that. And when we start yelling, they need to all be paid. First off, how much do they all need to be paid? And second of all, do you or do you not believe, whether or not you believe in Kyler Murray, say you want to bring up Kyler Murray, even though he's already been paid by Major League Baseball and then had to give it back. But let's use another example if we want to. Go ahead, throw Zion Williamson in there. Do you believe at all Zion Williamson should be paid the same as R.J. Barrett or John Moran or any one of these other ones? Kyle Guy, should he be paid as much as Kyle Guy? Should Kyle Guy make as much as Zion Williamson? College basketball ratings have been doubled because of Zion Williamson. People have been paying attention to Duke. He made Duke cool for the first time in my lifetime. He should be paid as much? Hey, Kyle Guy is a fine basketball player. Good luck picking him out of a lineup. Zion Williamson? Told you, the media will turn him into the next LeBron. He's going to be the next LeBron with us. We pick who that is. So they should make the same amount of money? Nope, because once you start paying them, that's the next problem. But let's go ahead and let's talk about paying them. Because the NCAA and people always love, they love to get their charts out and they love to get their laser pointers or maybe even their old school pointers and they love to pull them on out and stick them up against the wall and point up the the profits that the NCAA and its member universities have made for such a long time off the backs off the off the hard work and dedication of its student athletes and all of it is absolutely true but what i want people to figure out is if we're if we're talking about this in in seriousness is that and some people have heard me do this rant before i apologize but it needs doing again because senator chris murphy wants to talk about it 
Democrat from Connecticut. If we're doing this, we have to do this the right way. Because the NCAA, while they, I know they're an organization for amateur athletics, the NCAA and its member institutions, most of these institutions of higher learning, which are quote-unquote non-profit, state-run institutions, blah, 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 blah. They are run like a business. And just because you pay the players doesn't mean they are not going to be run like a business in the future. They have profits where their profits are at, and they are going to do what they can to keep those profits where they are and to grow those profits where they are. So guess what that means? If you want to pay players and you want to make sure that they're all compensated and we really want to do this in a fair and just way, or really we want to talk about it in a free market system, well, then get ready to get rid of sports. Go look at Florida's website right now. I just bring up FloridaGators.com. You see some of the sports that they have? Get ready. Baseball, gone. Cross country, gone. Golf, gone. Swimming and diving, bye-bye. Tennis, bye-bye. Oh, with the women's sports, lacrosse, see ya. Soccer, get out of here. Softball, gone. Tennis, gone. Track and field, volleyball, gone. The only sports that are going to be there are the ones that make it equitable or the ones that be ke- that are kept around because they want to fall in line with Title IX, and I know that can be a sketchy thing, but are kept around so they can have their money-making sports. You'll still have women's college basketball. You'll still have men's college basketball. And you will certainly have college football. Maybe baseball in certain parts of the country, and that's a big maybe. Maybe wrestling in certain parts of the country, and I think that's more of a hope and not really a truth. They'll continue to run it. They're a business. And so when I look at a senator, like I look at a congressman, like I really look at any politician, what's any politician's first and last job? I'm sure Chris Murphy can answer, excuse me, Senator Murphy can answer this for you. Jobs. Through every voter's mind, jobs. Jobs are the first and last thing, unless they're voting for the first time when they're 18 years old. Jobs are the first, the middle, the last thing for every politician. We're not talking about jobs per se here, even though that when they rip these sports off, coaches will be waved bye-bye to. We're talking about opportunity. You're not supposed to introduce bills that kill jobs. I hope you don't introduce ideas that kill opportunity. Because there are plenty of people who, while I don't turn on a TV and watch Florida tennis, and I don't turn on a TV and watch track and field with the University of Florida or with anything else out there, there are still people looking for opportunity where, no, they don't generate money. And they get to do these sports based on what's generated from men's football, based on what's generated from men's basketball, a little bit of women's basketball there. But in some certain cases, sad to say but true to say, it finances the women's basketball. And it will finance the sports that go with those. You really want to take away that opportunity, make it a club sport, make people pay pay college, pay for their college tuition, increase Tuition even more? Increase college debt more? You really want to introduce something like that? You really want to do that? Because that's what they'll do. Hey, I trust my fellow man. We trust each other. But if we're going to sit here and act like we live in some society that's a utopia where, hey, we'll just all get along and we can give all the players $5,000 apiece, boy... I, I, I don't want to call other people stupid. But I'm struggling to find another word to call you. Because I know that the system right now, it isn't equitable. I know that there's guys 
whose families struggle and they can't get anything for them. And I know that I shouldn't just say, well, it's the value of an education, knowing full-heartedly that even in some Mac schools out there and in mid-major schools, certainly if it were to happen there, it happens everywhere else. If they're paying for your education, they'll pick your major for you. So how much of a quote-unquote opportunity are we talking about here? Well, that can be argued. But I also know that there's plenty of people in swimming and diving and tennis and track and field and cross-country who maybe they wouldn't have the wherewithal to go to school. Maybe they wouldn't have the wherewithal to benefit from what the school can actually provide them. They do go for that opportunity of partially paid-for education or quote-unquote a full ride. They do that. You will remove that if you go through with this. That's where we're at. If you allow them to make money off their likeness, God bless you. I hope you can do anything. If you end up on a billboard or someone's wearing a number one Duke jersey, damn it, you should get something out of it because they ain't just getting a number one Duke jersey because they think they're the number one Duke fan. Ain't no one that dumb. We're going to talk about stupidity. If you want to make money off of signing autographs, your likeness, public appearances, whatever it might be, I say God bless you because what? Dennis Dodd said over an hour ago was true. Kyler Murray already had money sitting in the bank. No one at Oklahoma was pissed off at Kyler Murray. We have to find a way to make some people happy. I don't want to keep college sports the way they are. I do want to make things as equitable as possible, but not at the opportunity for a bunch of people you'd never heard of and you never watch in a million years. That's what college education is supposed to be. That's what higher education is supposed to be. And I can get to a much deeper sociological argument about it if I really wanted to and a problem about it, but we only have so much time to do so. So when we get up on our dais, politicians, when we go on outside the lines and when we go on all the big sports shows and we start saying, players need to be paid, I hope, and I hope I'm right, and you'll think this through, Senator Chris Murphy, I hope this will be thought of that you'll remember that there's an opportunity that could be cost for many other potential voters and many other potential society members of your nation because of what you want to argue about because maybe you wanted to get your name out there because Zion Williamson had his shoe break. Just something to think about. 855-2124-CBS. Five burning up next on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Boy, that actually sounds that bad when I sing that, Tom. I still think it's good. Yeah, I'll do it by the end of the show. Are we ready for it? Now, at 1 o'clock Eastern, we have Brandon Silvers, former AAF quarterback. We'll get into the AAF coming up at around 1235, 1240. I promise you that. And I'm just going to ask, how could the AAF have worked? 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I'll just start it off right then and there. However, it's time for five burning questions. Tommy, give it to me hot. Give it to me heavy. All right, we got some good ones today. The first one came from last night's uh, ESPN NBA broadcast where Paul Pierce claimed that he had a better career than Dwayne Wade. Several NBA players and media have reacted to this, including Jared Dudley, most notably, who dropped a Chappelle show, Cocaine's a Hell of a Drug reference and response, and D-Wade retweeted that response. So, Ken, was Paul Pierce really better than Dwayne Wade? No. No. Dwayne Wade averaged 30 a game before LeBron even joined him. 
Was that 0809? He averaged 30 a game for a season. No. It's just stick off the top of your head. Now, I know that Dwayne Wade is getting the send-off, but, and people love to hate on Draymond Green. Draymond was right. They don't love you. They do not love you like that. Paul Pierce, no. Now, I haven't really talked about Paul Pierce in a long time, and I'm sure it bothers Paul Pierce that he's really not mentioned with the greats of the generation. He's really not. He, I think he'll be a Hall of Famer. Paul Pierce did have a great career. I've defended the career of Paul Pierce in the past. He's better than Dwayne Wade. Where? Where is it? Points? No. Is he better with assists? No. Where is it? It's got to be rebounding. Is it with rebounding? Fine. Maybe probably one better with rebounding? No. Come on. One guy had one run with Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. The other guy had LeBron. They had four straight Eastern Conference Finals appearances. He won with Shaq. Still won one with Shaq. I'm not talking about Dwayne Wade being the best of the best and being the overall best. Dwayne Wade's better than Paul Pierce. What is Paul Pierce better at Dwayne Wade then? Rebounding and getting stabbed in a club. That's it. All right, that might have been a toke over the line, but what the hell, I don't care anyway. I mean, that's it. Paul Pierce better than Dwayne Wade. All right, fine. At least we're talking about Paul Pierce. Go ahead. All right, in other NBA news, Thunder point guard Russell Westbrook needed just three assists last night to secure a triple-double average for the third consecutive season and naturally got there in the first quarter to secure his place as the first player ever to average a triple-double for three straight years. Is this ridiculous achievement being overlooked, Ken? You know, I think it is, one, because I think a lot of people don't like Russell Westbrook. I'm a big fan of Russell Westbrook, and sometimes I have the blinders on for him. Uh, I think that he's done a remarkable job. The 2020 game he had the other night was outrageous. I hope you saw that, or at least the highlights of it, Tom. It was outrageous. Oh, I did. Uh, I think with the pace of the game, things are changing. You look at where the guys who were thought as sharpshooter, three-point shooters, in the 1980s and the 1990s and before that, and how much the game has changed since then. Now it's a three-point game. I think the spacing is different. The athleticism is different. Before, there was a place for seven-foot guys who could clog up the lane, play defense, wear those weird white shoes with the white socks, and average about four points a game, if that. Now, those guys are dead. You're looking for 6'8 guys, 6'7 guys, 6'6 guys who can fly up and down the floor as fast as possible. Russell Westbrook's from a different planet. I think it's fantastic, but I think that we underrate it because a lot of people just don't like Russell Westbrook. He is a prickly personality. Next. Speaking of Russell's, Russell Wilson has imposed an arbitrary and rapidly approaching April 15th deadline for the Seahawks to complete a new contract. There is no reason for this deadline in particular, but the fact remains that it will likely not get done in time for April 15th, which will add even more drama on this situation. So, Ken, is there any reason to think that Russell Wilson's long-term future lies anywhere else than Seattle? Why would you let him go if you were Seattle? Makes no sense. Uh, You would do whatever you want. This Sierra thing, is it starting to get some legs to you, you think? Where she wants to live in New York and he's gonna do what she says. I find that hard to believe. Is there a player is there a player who is more under the coaxing of his significant other? Is there someone more other than Russell Wilson? That's an interesting hey, he, question. He is under a spell with that woman. And I mean, hey, you're in love, you're in love. That's fine. Yeah, I, I get it. By the way, did was I did you see the night he was drafted? Uh I guess not. Did uh, Billy Jack, did you see the night that, that Russell Wilson was drafted? No. There's a lot of people out there who know where I'm going with this. You could see when Russell Wilson got drafted, that first marriage wasn't going to work out. 
The second he got drafted, first off, they took Brian Angerer before him, who's a punter. And then he got drafted by the Seahawks, and they went to that home, and that look on her face, I was like, yeah, that first one ain't going to work out. And sure as hell, guess who won the pony? I said it in studio, I swear to God. I was like, oh, he's getting a divorce. And now he's with Sierra, and now people are making up some things. Guys just don't really go. I know people will give me... They'll give me Kirk Cousins and a couple other guys. I'm waiting for it. it. It's bound to happen one of these days. It's bound to happen where a guy's going to force himself out NBA style. Uh, a, a quarterback. I know Antonio Brown's done it, but I, a quarterback's going to do so. It's bound to happen someday. But I just, I don't think with the way things are set up, they're ever going to allow a good quarterback like that go. He's he's franchise. He's an elite quarterback. That team had no business. Yeah, that team had. Ooh, now that's a strong one. That team had no business making the playoffs this year. Russell Wilson put that team in the postseason. So let's stop dilly-dallying around. If we're talking about Dak Prescott in a $200 million contract, what's Russell Wilson worth? More. Is that a good? Is that a, is that a great comparison or is it not? We're talking about whether or not Dak Prescott deserves $200 million, and he probably does because you don't really want to risk it and go in the draft, and if you want a great quarterback, that means you're going to have to have a tank-out season, and even that's not a guarantee. So you'll probably end up paying Dak Prescott the $200 million. Which yeah, highlights how insane yeah. it would be to let Russell Wilson walk out the door because I don't Bingo. think they belong in the same conversation. Exactly. Roger the Dodger says he's worth $200 million. That guy ain't never lied to me. So if he says he's worth $200 million, even though I don't want to give Dak Prescott $200 million, I don't think he's that great of a quarterback, yeah, he's probably worth $200 million to the Dallas Cowboys. So if he's worth that, then pay Russell Westbrook or Russell Westbrook, pay Russell Wilson what he believes he's worth and move on because he's the reason he got to the postseason. It wasn't Pete Carroll. We need to stop with this whole coach over player thing. You need players. We, you, Celtics fans tried to do that with Brad Stevens a couple years ago. Stop. You need players. Next. All right, two more. We've got to push through. They're good ones, though. We are less than a through. month push, push, away push. from the NFL draft, and despite widespread assumptions that Kyler Murray will be taken by the Cardinals with the number one pick, mm. last year's first-round quarterback, Josh Rosen, remains on the roster. I a popular you me this. idea floating around this week is that the Cardinals are seriously considering drafting Murray and keeping Rosen. So, Ken, would you for any reason entertain the idea of keeping last year's first-round quarterback and drafting another one this year? Stop making Josh Rosen pay for Steve Kimes' mistakes. I just have that question for everybody. And every football guest we bring on, what do they tell me, Tom? They go, yeah, that's a good point. What exactly do you do there? You drafted Josh Rosen last year. You hired and fired the coach in one season. And I know Cardinals apologist fans, well, that's all on Bidwell. No, you're the general manager. It doesn't matter. You're the guy. So even if the, if you did the bidding of Michael Bidwell, you're still fired. What are you doing there? You took a guy in the top ten, and now you're going to draft another quarterback in the first round, a number one overall, beg your pardon, because, what, Cliff Kingsbury's offense is going to get it done. Okay, well, if you want to go all in, go all in, and take Kyler Murray number one overall then. But why is Josh Rosen going to keep around? Stop making Josh Rosen pay for the mistakes. Do what's right by him. Get yourself your best offer. Move on from that quarterback. What are you going to? If you didn't think he could run the offense with the old coach, you think he's going to be able to run the offense with Cliff Kingsbury? So you're going to bring him in, run an offense that isn't right for him if Kyler Murray goes down. Does anybody see where that makes sense at all? It doesn't. So do what's right by yourselves. Get a decent enough offer. I don't know what that is. Maybe second or third round, whatever it might be. 
I'd send him to the Patriots. I want him to go to the Patriots because I, I, I want the kid to have a chance. I think it's ridiculous how the Cardinals have handled him. I want the poor kid to have a chance. Yeah, I mean it. Poor kid. I want the kid to have a chance. Send him to the Patriots. Let him learn underneath Tom Terrific. See if it's, see if there's something he could work out with. But give him a shot. I don't understand you're going to hold on to him. For what? He's going to look better somehow? Maybe. Maybe by the end of camp somebody gets hurt and you're right and I'm wrong. And you can trade him. But I don't think you're really playing the season with him as a backup to run your offense. If Kyler Murray goes down, that makes no sense. Next. we got to give him to the Patriots, though. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on oh, everything yeah. you said. Oh, yeah. Geez, oh, they do yeah. not need another oh, franchise yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Get out of here. Let them oh, be lost no. in the desert for a few no, decades. No, no. NWO. They never stop growing. Come no. on. No. All right, last you're, one. You Several... got to keep the dynasty, baby. <laughs> Come on, Ken. Keep it going. You're, you're... The Browns are in I the know. AFC, man. Total heel turn. Come on. I just super kicked everybody in the face. <laughs> I'll explain it why next segment, but go ahead and give me number five. Right. Go ahead. Several go ahead. MLB fan bases with high expectations for the season have been left scratching their heads. After the first week plus, the Cubs are one and six, the Red Sox are two and seven, Astros three and five, Yankees three and four, and extremely injured. And your Indians pulled above five hundred with a win last night, but have caused some concern out in Ooh, Cleveland as well. Concern. So Ken, when is it okay to start panicking as a baseball fan? You know what? For the fun of talking baseball, I think you can panic anytime. Because we, the, the first thing people say is, well, you're overreacting. Well, then I guess we don't talk baseball in America. When's the last time? I want to ask you this. Uh, what's, when's the last time? I'm not taking a shot at Jim Rome. When's the last time you heard Jim Rome break down baseball? When's the last time you heard Doug Gottlieb or Colin Cowherd or Stephen A. or anybody break down baseball? Let overreaction happen. It's fun. It's, it is. It's fun. Overreaction baseball can be stupid, but it can be fun. Let it happen. It's fun. So I say yes anytime. Opening day is fun for over, overreaction. I think you're, you're denying yourself an opportunity to get emotionally worked up and have fun with an argument based on sports if you do not allow overreaction to baseball. And we are getting to a point. I mean, you can lose. Can, can, you, can you not lose a division in April? How many games back are the Cubs already? Look it up. It's not in front of me, Tom. How, how many games back are the Cubs? Working on it. Yeah, he's working on it. Stand by, America. Cubs are five and a half back. Five and a half back? Who are they, who are they five are and a half seven back? seven and one. So. Are, do people, do they or do they not pick the Brewers? Are people picking the Brewers to go to the postseason? People have. So it's not like it's just some farm club. It's not like the Reds are sitting there at the top of the no. Central, right? No. Exactly. So, yeah, the, uh, over time... You can catch up, but if you're a Cubs fan, yeah, you're, you're. If you're upset, yeah, go ahead and be upset, babe. Go ahead and do it. Is that five burning questions? Sure is. Coming up next, the well, listen how disgusted you are because of what I said about the Patriots. All right, coming up next, I'll explain why I want the Patriots to continue to be one of the great dynasties, and also we'll talk about the AAF because I don't want to say it, but it's more true by the day. If you're past college age and you're not playing in the NFL or the or the CFL. I might have to call you a damn fool. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Now, here's a man I miss. I bet Billy Jack has no idea who this is. And that's wrong to not know that? I think it is. I think it's wrong to not know who Mr. Perfect was. I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong Wait to not know Wait a minute. Hold on. No, about the know. perfect pass, about the vignettes with him and Steve Jordan, the former Minnesota Vikings great, the father of Cameron Jordan. It's I think not, it's wrong, Billy. It's Ric Flair. No, this is Mr. Perfect. 
Isn't Rick Ric Flair Mr. Perfect? <laughs> Tom, would you please remove Billy Jack from the premises? We will hear no more Billy Jack for the rest of the show today. <laughs> also reminding you that CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227, brought to you by GEICO. There's great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. 1 o'clock Eastern, Brandon Silver is going to join us. We'll talk AAF with him and the hellish week it's been. Tom took – now, Tom's a Jets fan, so I can't take what he says seriously. Uh, but Tom – I'm, kid, I'm kidding, Tom. Tom took umbrage about what I said about the Patriots. Earlier this week, I, I beg people, the reason I like the Patriots is because they expose us for our own stupidity. Let me explain, because Tom has got to be rolling his eyes as hard as he possibly can. When I hear people wax on poetically about the Patriots, let me tell you the truth about the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots are one of the greatest professional dynasty dynasties in professional sports history. The New England Patriots have won with a legend, excuse me, the legendary quarterback of the generation and probably the most legendary quarterback of all time. The Patriots care about nothing when it comes to your problems. They care about nothing when it comes to personal problems of players. They care about winning. They have something called a character coach, which to me is does the same good as an HR director, and I'll explain that coming up, where they did have a character coach and then he moved on. However, I love it when people look at the New England Patriots and when we talk about great organizations, people talk about high character with the New England Patriots. And I go, please stop the sanctimony if you can. Please do it. I think it exposes our own stupidity. When we make comparisons, and there's been a lot of takes, and and yes, I'll bring the Browns into it. I know Tom hates it when I do, but I will. Because now you're starting to see some brushback. People over the last couple of weeks have been over the moon about the Cleveland Browns. Now it's started to turn into... Odell Beckham is a big-time personality. Baker's a big-time personality. These are young players. Their coach has never been an NFL head coach. And we look at the Patriots and, oh, the Patriots, high-character people. They don't put up with problems. They don't get guys who have problems. I just laugh. And it just goes to show you, and the Patriots expose you. They really do. The Patriots expose you that if you win... You'll tell yourself whatever you can to use them as an example. I love the Patriots. I really, 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 I love the Patriots. I love their fans. I love how how defensive their fans are. That's the beauty of them. Like, if the Jacksonville Jaguars were to go on and win six Super Bowls, it wouldn't be anywhere near as fun as the New England Patriots winning six Super Bowls. If I get on Twitter and I tell people to stop being sanctimonious and stupid about the Patriots, like I did earlier this week, immediately Patriots fans get in. Idiot! Hater! You fat pig! What have the Browns done? They look at your Twitter handle because they have no idea who the hell I am. You fat pig! What have the Browns done? Hey, why don't you go stuff Johnny Manziel's jockstrap in your mouth? Go ahead. I'm not going to even try to do a Boston accent. I wouldn't try to do that. Why don't you go stuff Johnny Manziel's jockstrap in your mouth, huh? Why don't you go have a munch on his compression shorts there? I love it. They're defensive. They're emotional. They're still passionate about their football team. You don't get that with a lot of other places. If the Giants did it or the Jets did it, a lot of teams did it, you might get something like that. But the passion is still there. It's fun. It's fun, and fans are allowed to do it. I just hate it when the media does it. Like, we don't realize that Aaron Hernandez played for the Patriots. Like, we don't realize that they picked up Kenny Britt. 
And they picked up Josh Gordon. Well, Josh Gordon had a drug problem, Ken. You can't talk about a drug problem. Okay, well, he's not playing for them. But the NFL will continue to bring him back. I love that. I love it. I love how when they let go of guys, they end up not really doing well for other teams. I love how they only care about winning. I love how we we, we build up guys like Robert Kraft and we make excuses for him where if it was anybody else, we'd call him one of the biggest pieces of garbage ever. I don't care. I know. Well, I shouldn't have to yell at a guy for that. I mean, the poor widower over there, he's just going to a massage parlor. Okay, I'm sure you would say that for a lot of other people. I'm sure the guys who who got busted locally, because there was a lot of guys from all over the country who got busted in that thing, I'm sure people were just walking down the street go, well, you know, it's just a guy just trying to, yeah, just trying to find some relief. No, you weren't. You weren't doing that. Spygate, Deflategate, the whole thing. And and if fans do it, fans are allowed to do it. They're allowed to believe what they want. But us here in the media, oh, well, they're one of the finest types of people you have. No, no, stop. And I don't, and the Patriots never claim to be that way. Don't make sanctimonious, terrible terrible power plays on the Patriots. It's not worth it. They win. They're about cold calculated winning. I salute them for it. I told you, they, they are the mafia of the NFL. I would make a comparison to another person, but I know we'll get down a political road here, and I think a lot of people know, they always come out on top. We're going to get them now with the flake gate. Now you know exactly where I'm going, don't you? At least I hope you do. We're going to get them with the flake gate. Tom is going to get it. The chickens are coming home to roost. Nope, four-gay suspension. Robert paid off Roger with about a million cool bucks, and then they won the Super Bowl that year. (laughs) I love it. I really do. We're going to get Bill. Spygate's a-coming. We're going to get... No, he's going to go on to be the most prolific coach in NFL history. I love it. And so, yes... I want Josh Rosen to get traded to the Patriots, and I want Josh Rosen to do well with the Patriots after Tom Brady finally de- well, once he finally decides to turn off whatever is running him and retire. I hope that he does that. I hope that Josh Rosen, I, I beg and plead for Josh Rosen to go to the Patriots and have a great career with the Patriots. They're so much fun. You're out of your mind. Right oh, now. I what love is it, Tom. Right now? I They're love two it. Two different arguments. I admire no, Bill not. Belichick. I study the way he oh, drafts. Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. I, I think I'm obsessed. I'm frankly obsessed with him. I think he's the he's the greatest football mind ever. I, yeah, I'm look at fascinated you. by him. He but lives I'm tired re- of this. Nobody he lives wants re- to see them replace yeah. Brady with another oh, machine sure. of a quarterback with sure. huge upside sure. and keep winning. Listen I mean, to except you. you, I guess. That's a man who lives rent free in your head, and I'm not supposed to enjoy that. You're obsessed with Bill Belichick. You just told that to me, living, and I'm not supposed yeah, living, to enjoy this. Living rent. <laughs> God, I love the Patriots. I don't know why. God, I, I love. I'm them. not ashamed that I admire his football oh, brain. I'm obsessed God. with his football brain. I, but I he's love, not like in my head. Like uh, I can't no, oh, think yeah, about sure, football sure. without him. What, what fan are you? What fan are you? I'm a Jets fan. <laughs> yeah, you ain't obsessed Dude, with Bill you Belichick. You are a right. Browns fan. <laughs> What are you laughing about right now? I love it. I don't. But Bill we Belichick, actually beat the Patriots sometimes. You know, in the playoffs. You know, Browns we beat, beat the Tom Patriots. Brady in the playoffs. Browns beat the Patriots like a decade ago. Oh, what? Uh, Two thousand seven. They beat the Patriots. Hey, I listen. I, I'll Ooh. hang my. I know my team's garbage. My, my excuse me. My team used to be garbage. I know my team used to be garbage. 
Jets fans still try to tell themselves something every other day. That's that's the one that blows my I mind. I just don't want to see the Patriots but, win the Super Bowl oh, every year. I don't oh, think that's asking that's that shit. much. Then go and beat them. Then go beat them. We actually then are one of the em. only ones that have. No, I mean go For beat them the in a game that matters. Go go they beat them in, in a playoffs. game that matters. Uh, when was this? When was that? Mark Sanchez beats Tom Brady in the playoffs. What was that? <laughs> Five years ago? Why is that funny? Everybody makes right. fun of a guy who beat oh. Tom Brady in the playoffs. Okay, well, I, at least it isn't as bad. If you were the Colts, you would probably raise a banner for that win. So at least you got that going for you. Well, we beat him in the we beat him in the playoffs five Just, or six your, your years ago. Your argument is beat them, then, and we have actually been one of the few teams. Don't who's you been understand? Able to do it. Don't you get it though? Is that when you bring up the Patriots, a guy like you gets viscerally upset and worked into a shoot? And there are Patriots fans right now who hate it when I even say because right. again, because they will. Everybody wants to believe that their team is right and just. No, they're not. No, they're not. If if if, if they did, if the Patriots did everything by the book, if they did everything to be better people, they would suck. They'd be horrible. I laugh. Patriots fans, well, Ken, they have a character coach. Okay, it's the same thing as an HR director. Does harassment still happen in the workplace? Bingo. Do bad guys still do bad things even when they play for the Patriots? Bingo. Stop. It's okay. Just don't be sanctimonious about it is what I'm telling. But I, I just love that team so much. I love that their fans are so passionate about it. You wouldn't get this with some other teams. I love it. I love that I got Tom worked up about it. I want Josh Rosa to go to the Patriots and continue the dynasty. Continue to be the boogeyman for every other team in the NFL. It's great even when you do beat the Patriots. You obviously remember it for five years. Brandon Silvers joins us next on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.